Hello, horror fans. It's me, Cassandra, with the Horrorcraft Podcast. And today, Brittany, you're back. I'm back and better, maybe. Self improvement. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you're back. It's it's the Horrorcraft Podcast with Cassandra and Brittany. Um, I mean, technically Cassandra and Bubbles, but I, we're just going to go I, Cassandra and Britt. Yeah. Bubbles so. is just gone. <laughs> we don't know her she doesn't exist anymore there's no britain or no bubbles only britney i can't <laughs> i can't do a sigourney weaver impression oh my gosh uh, so today we're talking about dolls are you excited yeah i'm super excited this is my favorite mo- movie i can't speak <laughs> <laughs> yeah um i remember when you showed this movie to me and i was traumatized um Per usual, I mean, let's be honest. Um, But um, yeah, this movie is super interesting. Um, I feel like it definitely doesn't get the love it deserves. And um, uh, our Killer Clowns episode that we did is still like one of our best performing episodes that we did. So obviously, you know, people love deep dives, love to hear our opinions about what's going on in the horror world that sounded really weird Somebody <laughs> give me help um but uh take a seat relax pop yourself some popcorn because we're about to deep dive into the world of dolls so go ahead and cue that music <laughs> Okay, we are back. So before we start talking about dolls, we definitely want to talk about the podcast. Obviously, Brittany is back and we're going to be doing a bunch of episodes um, moving forward. Um, We're still going to be doing the interviews. I know people like those. Um, Brittany, you'll be hopping on for some, right? I'm going to try. I'm very awkward, but I'm going to try my best. But I will be doing some interviews too. But just because you see me without Brittany in certain interviews doesn't mean that Brittany is no longer a part of this podcast. Brittany is this podcast. We are this podcast together. We're a cult. Yeah, ding dong, the witch is not dead. I'm right here. I'm <laughs> right here. <laughs> um, but one of the things we did need to talk about is in the previous episode that we did, just did with Nye, We talked about Jay coming on and being part, us being part of a trio. Um, Unfortunately, Jay has made the decision to step back and resign from the Horror Podcast, which is fine. Um, We definitely understand that. And especially him being a single parent, um, we wish him the best, but it is going to be me and Britt and we might even drag Zane on (laughs) into this chaos so you'll have to stay tuned and see that. Um, definitely recommend some horror movies for us to scare him with. I mean, enlighten him with. Um, and uh, we will definitely be taking those suggestions. But the Horror Craft Podcast is getting bigger. If you thought we peaked when we had David Howard Thornton on, you have not seen the best yet to come. So we are only going to get bigger and better from here. And it's about to be a goddamn ride. Right, Brittany? Right. We would love for you guys to join our coven. We're on Twitch now. And we're really trying to build a community. Yeah. And we're, Brittany and I are going to try to be on once a week. 
mm-hmm. um, doing some lives. We might try to venture into Instagram lives. Um, I might try to rope Zane into that as well. So kind of, yeah, Yeehaw. Oh, that sounded really bad. I'm sorry. Canceled. I'm canceled. I'll see myself out. Um, but, um, we definitely are going to rope him into some stuff and, um, definitely give us some suggestions, especially with spooky season. Like we're almost halfway there, man. Like, and the couple months leading up to spooky season, like we're probably about to go all out. Like you could just smell it in the air. I don't know where the fuck I was going with that one, but, um, you know, you just, you just know, like when the spirit Halloween's start rolling in and, you know, it's just that time of year, it's the greatest time of year. So we're definitely going to be doing stuff with that, doing stuff with the holidays. Um, we have some giveaways coming up that are about to really just be super cool. Um, so stay tuned with that. And then definitely do stay in touch with us on Twitch. We really want to interact with the people who are supporting the podcast and kind of just get to know everyone. Um, that's what Twitch is for. You know, we just want to vibe out and invite you into the chaos that is Brittany and I doing this together. Uh, right, Brittany? Yep. Going to add to the horror craft coven. Let's go. Yeah, definitely. So, um, join our witchy family and you can find links for all of that on across on our socials. And, um, Zane has been pumping out super awesome, amazing graphics, um, to where you can find the links for all of that. So just go on to one of our socials and you'll see it blasted all over the place. Um, but now that we've got the housekeeping out of the way, we're into the main event. So dolls dolls is a 1987 movie. It was released in May. The funniest part about it is it's May 29th and that's literally like right around the corner. Oh, it Um, is almost. Yeah, it is. So, um, the tagline that they first came out with is you're never too old to play with dolls until you're dead. I love it. I love it. Energy. That's great energy rolling into this movie. (laughs) Um, like, you know, you already aren't terrified of dolls to begin with. And then you see some shit like that and you're like, man, this movie, I'm about to die. Pretty much. We're too old to play with. I mean, I guess you're never too old to play with dolls if you have the right mentality. And that's part of the message of this movie. Yeah, definitely. Um, a lot of people don't realize that this is um, from Stuart Gordon. Stuart Gordon then went on to do From Beyond. And what's funny is um, the sets of this movie were actually reused for From Beyond. Um, Yeah, that's how they covered the cost. Yeah, they did. Um, And it was shot in Italy, most of it. Um, So they could kind of like skirt around SAG regulations Mm -hmm. and stuff. Um, And then obviously they did some of the post-production stuff here in the U.S. So... um, super cool um dolls for anyone who hasn't seen dolls if you are interested in seeing dolls it is on tubi pluto it's pretty much anywhere right now um that you could find free movies i would definitely recommend going and watching it um if you want to see this movie i will click out of this episode right now and come back after you've watched it because we're about to spoil a lot of stuff 
Um, so, but the basis of the movie is poor little Judy. Um, she is on the worst summer vacation ever with her horrible father and her evil stepmother, Rosemary. And they get stuck in the middle of nowhere and they decide that we can't get the car to go anywhere. So we're going to go try to find some place. There's just some random castle in the middle of nowhere. Side note, if you see a random castle in the middle of nowhere, like, why are you going up there? Like, I understand there's a storm, but like, that's just going to equal, you're inviting chaos at this point. Like, just go hide in a tree. (laughs) Right. Like, shelter. Like, we were just talking about Jurassic Park off camera. Like, they hit up the trees. They were safe. They knew what to do. Okay. They didn't have to deal with this level of, you know, tomfoolery. Um, But these people choose violence and they end up going into the cat like castle and they end up breaking in which is a great way to introduce yourself to somebody's house exactly they uh happen upon um two elderly uh an elderly couple um i'm trying to think of the couple's name gabriel and hillary hartwick yeah gabriel and hillary and um gabriel and hillary they're super sweet um but you already get the you know vibes from them that they're just not jiving with dad and rosemary yeah they just like rosemary and um david the parents well in the step parent they're just not nice people and you know they're they're mean to judy but they're generally just miserable like even the way they treat each other they're miserable and gabriel picks up on the way they treat judy right away and he's nice but he's got a little bit of sass and i love it for i love him for it yeah right away he's like judy i'm gonna take you under my wing and i'm gonna give you this doll mr punch and uh we end up finding a lot out about mr punch in this movie um which is awesome but like from the get-go like the first 15 minutes rosemary is just a dick to judy like you get the sense that she ruined their like summer plans because of the fact that they were like court ordered to take judy for the summer from her mom and she's just not having it and you already get the sense like deep like within the first couple minutes of the movie that her father david is with rosemary for the money and so Rosemary decides to choose violence and she throws Judy's teddy bear in the middle of the forest, which great parenting, step parenting, by the way. Um, but um, we then get introduced to um, three characters, Rudy and um, the two girls. What are the two girls? Doing? Rudy. Huh? Who's Rudy? Um, Is Ralph. there a killer clown in here? Ralph. <laughs> Wow. The killer clowns have came into this movie just to make it yeah. super good. They're like, our episode did well, so we're coming into this episode. Yeah, like Rudy. I'm talking about it's Ralph and then the two girls, Isabel. Isabel and, and Enid. Um, Enid. Yeah. Because Isabel is played by uh the lead singer of the Ahas, which do you know who the Ahas are? it's yeah it's bunty bailey is the girl yeah i believe yes she plays isabel the ahas have the take on me take 
take me on our yeah. beautiful singing don't leave uh, yeah don't leave <laughs> but this was her feature film debut so um good for her um she does a good job at this playing this character um but you know they all congregate it's the storm um you get the sense that ralph is a giant kid like right off the bat um, and these two girls, they're just clearly like trying to stay, scam them, um, scam Ralph. And so they, you know, Gabriel, he's got some plans. So he's like, everyone needs to go to bed. Like, um, and they make references to like this being the longest night ever. Mm-hmm. Um, so they all go to bed, um, immediately, you know, getting some sass from Rosemary and David, Like, they're like, yeah, that girl needs her own room. Like, leave us alone. Bye. Um, And, you know, we find out that Gabriel is a toy maker, um, obviously. And that's where things start to get a little crazy. So he shows Ralph and Judy his toys and asks them if they believe. Now, if this wasn't the movie dolls, this would be another type of movie and this would be a no-go zone. Like this, this is just, that's already a weird setup, me saying that. So th- we're only talking about this movie. Okay. Hey, big boy. You want to see my doll? Yeah. You want to see my dolls? Just to see my dolls. Um, but we get the sense that the dolls, there's something kind of going on with the dolls. Yeah. Cause you see a little, the, there's like a thunder struck and then yeah. like the dolls, um, hands and arms, like in a little crate start moving. Yes. And the um voices that you hear whispering sounds and I didn't realize this but the actual Mm -hmm. whispering sounds of the dolls were done by Stuart Gordon's friends and family including his wife and his children and his wife is Rosemary in the movie oh yeah yeah that's yeah that's his wife she's in like I think maybe all of his movies probably I mean that's you know Rob Zombie, Sherry Moon. Oh, we love that. Oh, I love that. I can't speak. No, to- <laughs> I love that too. So like, I, I, I don't understand why people are so against that. Like, I'm, I'm like, you know, if that's what inspires them, like, let it, obviously there's like good chemistry there. So like, just let it play out. Rosemary is terrible, terrible in this movie. So obviously, you know, his wife did a good job. Um, But, you know, very quickly in this movie, Judy decides, you know, she hears some things. She's going to go see what happens. And she just so happens to come upon Isabel getting killed. Yeah, because Isabel's sneaking around. She was going to try to rob Hillary and Gabriel and Ralph. But she decided that his wallet wasn't big enough. (laughs) But so she decided to go. She saw all the and. I forget how they, they say it the most interesting way ever. Antiques. Antiques or antiques or. She's like asking Hillary, like, do you have any antiques? And Hillary's like, what the hell did you just say to me? (laughs) (laughs) She's like, what? Um, But, you know, as Isabel is trying to steal things, the dolls come alive and kill her. And that's when we realize the dolls are killing people. (laughs) The dolls are killing. Yeah. Like we already got the hint about it, but this is like the official memo. Like this is the memorandum saying, Hey, these dolls are killer dolls. 
And what's interesting is um, Stuart Gordon was actually afraid of porcelain doll. Mm-hmm. Do, you, do you know the story? No. So basically when Stuart Gordon went to, I think he said the University of Wisconsin, he ended up going to like a historical society type building. I don't know if it was a museum or what. He goes to the third floor. The third floor is fucking dolls, forking dolls everywhere. And he actually, I think he said he got locked in. And as time went on, he was getting freaked out. He like started being like, oh, are they watching me? Are their eyes following me around? And that's, that's a big inspiration for the movie. I would need a diaper after that. Yeah, he was like, their eyes are following me. Do you, th- you get to that point eventually because you're like terrified in there. I mean, one porcelain doll, like that's that's okay. Maybe if you have like two or three of them, understandable. But like a whole room of them, like that's a cult. Like that's exactly. no a posse of like porcelain dolls. You have a cult and that cult is alive. Like, right. So I could definitely see the inspiration behind that. So obviously, go ahead. And also, I think I read somewhere that it was like, I don't know if it was the production company, something was linked to Barbarella. And you know, the scene with the freaking dolls from that, I think Jane Fond is in that, right? Bar- the original Barbarella, yeah, I think. Yes. So. And those, do you remember the creepy dolls? Those were a huge inspiration for the dolls too, I believe. Wow. I mean, those dolls in that movie are scary as hell. I could see that. I could see that. I, wow. So obviously she sees Isabel getting dragged off after she just been like stabby stabbed to death. And um, so you get the sense when she runs in to tell her dad and Rosemary that they have a pension of not believing her they think that she makes things up and that she's just doing this for attention but she very clearly has like blood on her clothing like and ralph like she goes to tell ralph and ralph like at first he doesn't really like believe her but then he sees the blood and he's like yeah you know something's going on judy just has like a super active imagination so i can understand to some degree but you can't like write off your kids constantly like when in the beginning, when she, when Rosemary makes her throw her doll in the forest, she imagines the teddy coming, not doll. I meant the, did I say teddy bear? He's a doll, but teddy bear. I mean, teddy bear. He just, she like imagines him turning into like a giant beastly teddy bear and he like kills with, Rosemary. Yeah. So automatically, like, as you know, re- Ralph and Judy are like going through trying to figure out what's going on the dad like once they catch up to the dad the dad thinks that Ralph is doing things like he thinks that he you know he's doing stuff to Judy like and being a creep he's being a creep and the other girl Enid her friends disappeared she doesn't know what's going on and she basically straight out says like Ralph she like makes the assumption that Ralph went after her because and like tried to get with her and she denied him and like she he killed her. Like that's a big conclusion to jump to. And he didn't even get <laughs> off that vibe. Yeah. They so all just he, wrote him off as a creep, like the best person there. 
yeah sorry if i'm coughing a lot i just got over influenza a so stay healthy everyone um but yeah i mean like the thing that i think makes this movie so iconic is are the dolls really the bad people or are the bad people getting these consequences because of decisions they've made um and i feel like it's this you know it's the second version like obviously dolls that kill are not the greatest but i do feel like in a way it's kind of the cosmic energy they deserve because they were given a chance to be better. And that's even what Gabriel says at one point. Um, and they choose not to. So they really are just kind of inviting this trouble in. And I think that's kind of the the whole spirit behind it, honestly. Oh, yeah. It definitely feels like a, a dark fairy tale. And Yeah. I, I almost <laughs> like... I kind of felt like almost like it was kind of like a like dead time stories or like in the vein of like in company in the company of wolves yeah kind of like I kind of felt like a little like lightweight like it was kind of like in that sense um obviously those are like more those are like fairy tale movies they're more drummed up um but like Judy's not making this up no (laughs) By the time they realize that all of this is the truth, like so many people have died. Rosemary, Rosemary, I mean, her death is so satisfying in this movie. Like, I was like, good for those dolls. Like, good for them. The funniest part is when the dad actually like goes into bed and like is trying to like get frisky with Rosemary or like trying to like, and she's dead she's bleeding and he doesn't notice it until like the last possible second and I'm like and you wonder why you're having problems right now like like (laughs) it's just horrible like worst parents ever like so Carolyn Purdy Gordon actually was injured during that scene by a Swiss army knife yes because wasn't it broken before she actually like something about the effect with the window when no. she runs into the window no she, I don't think she did that and I don't know why I laughed I'm not laughing I was just like I was like a, a shocked laugh sorry I don't think it's funny no but I mean that's crazy though I mean it's a part where like I think this the dolls are like sawing her feet like the prosthetic or whatever moved oh. or they went in too soon or something oh yeah it did she's a trooper that that has to be difficult you you know a lot of people don't think about that but a lot of it is timing like that's like if you ever get a chance to watch tom savini's um documentary on shutter like about him and all the creatures he's done and stuff like that you really find out how a lot of it is just like pristine like exact science on what you're doing with these certain like stuff like you have to think about like Tom like one of his first things was the whole Friday the 13th and the knife coming through the guy's uh, Kevin Bacon's throat like that was like his first big like doing something like that and like 
that's very, you have to hit the mark or else something will happen. Like that, like in retrospect, like look what happened with Brandon Lee. Like they, that was very precise. They thought they had blanks in the gun. And unfortunately one was lodged in the chamber and he unfortunately passed away. And the guy who did it, I mean, he, he quit acting for a while, but like that has to be super hard when that does happen. Like, and these people are beating their bodies up to hell. I mean, really for the sake of like these movies. So there is such an appreciation to like horror and horror effects because it's hardcore. Like we're literally talking about people like being decapitated and stuff like that. And that has to be like a degree of like showing stuff to a point. So like these people are putting themselves in pretty risky situations to be able to like have this effect. Exactly. And I think that's what makes 80 like the, I guess before CGI, it was so great because it's just like you have all this labor of like love and it shows. Yeah. And people didn't have the budgets like they do now. So, I mean, like everything, like you had to make stuff out of from nothing. Very creative. Very super creative. creative. Like the, um, the effect in this movie, um, I'm looking at my notes, but the, the smoke, um, the smoky effects around the dolls, like the, when the dolls actually like get killed and you see the smoke effect, that was actually cigarette smoke. (laughs) Yeah. Um, but you know, this film only had a $2 million budget. Yeah. And that's why they had to, you know, with the set uh, film from beyond on it. it they filmed dolls first and then from beyond but dolls came out a year later because of the editing for like the stop motion of the dolls i think it was stop motion that they use whatever the dolls yeah they did because you okay. can kind of tell the stop motion like the stop motion effect when they when they're moving like that had to have been labor intensive because there's a lot of um death like with the death scenes, like when Isabel dies and Enid finally like figures out what happened to her and it's the eyes, like that's intense. That was actually Carolyn Purdy Gordon as well. That because some I don't know what happened with Bunty Bailey, but she did that scene. Really? Yeah. I had no idea. I think that's what makes Stuart Gordon's film so amazing because it's like a lot of just like this. How do I put it? There's so much love and care that goes into it, especially involving like your family and your friends. Cause he works with a lot of the same actors. Yeah. I mean, I totally get that because you find that with a lot of like smaller directors, um, more indie directors, like a lot of the directors we've talked to um, and are going to be talking to. Um, they, you have these ideas that start from nothing and then you're doing everything you possibly can to like push it forward. And like we talk about a lot of times, you know, these are people's babies. And at the end of the day, you know, this was somebody's idea that they came up with a concept with. They might not have had the budget like certain other movies, but they did what they did to put something across. And with this, like you can definitely tell they used every cent of that two million dollar budget to their advantage like they left no crumb unturned exactly 
And that's how we look at films, though. We try to look at it as someone's baby and handle it with loving care and not tear things apart. Because you never know. There's so many things that contribute to a, f- a film. And you not everything's going to go 100. <laughs> well, and when you involve different people into it, you know, some of the stuff comes out of your control. So, like, studio stuff, like, there could be so much studio drama and so many things behind the scenes that you don't know. Like it's just incredible to like find out like where this goes. And so many great stars have like found their beginnings at horror, you know, like with the whole Johnny Depp Amber Heard trial, like right now, you know, a lot of people are are like reeling from the realization that Nicolas Cage was the one that got Johnny Depp a, um, his agent, um, that ended up getting him in the room with Wes Craven and on, uh, you know, Nightmare on Elm Street. And like we had talked about before, Wes Craven was like the pro at doing that, like getting people like right on the pulse of stuff. So I really, um, mad respect. Yeah, he definitely, that was like, yeah, his talent, (laughs) one of them, one of many. Yeah. I mean, obviously he's so talented to begin with. He's just like, (sighs) love Wes Craven, but yeah, Stuart Gordon, like you could definitely tell in a lot of his films, like from beyond is another great one. Um, so, and he does use a lot of the same talented people together and why not? I mean, like if it, if it doesn't, if it doesn't work, you know, if it works, don't break it. That's why I was exactly. trying to say. So, um, so yeah. So why do we feel like what makes this movie great? Like, I think what I was talking about is the villain, like very clearly this movie tries to like make it seem like maybe the toys are the villain but you find out the villain is really like the people like we get to that scene with judy and ralph when they're surrounded by the dolls and the dolls are like they've come to life and judy's like you know they're trying to decide if we're able to leave or not because you know ralph kind of lost his shit for a minute and they're trying to decide you know is is this happening or not and ultimately they're let go. But like when Judy's dad unravels, like you really see that like this deep darkness inside of him that like, obviously like Judy's had to be the brunt of for a while. And, um, you know, he's, he's trying to take out Ralph and then all of a sudden Mr. Punch just comes in and he's like, nope, ain't happening. And we just get a whole on like a uh, doll human fight. Doll human fight. Yeah. Like, you know, in this quarter, it's Mr. Pudge. And over in this quarter is this egomaniac named David who needs to be stabbed. Um, but I mean, like, you know, I don't think that Hillary and David, that Hillary and Gabriel set out to like, kill all these people I think they kind of just let people make their own decisions for them and that you even see that when they turn David into the new Mr. Punch yeah because they say they give everyone like a starting chance or something like that or fighting chance whatever right and yeah that 
it's just like a, a just desserts and type of morality lesson. In like um, the real like OG moment of it is when um, that is my fucking cat who decided to be a demon, a hell cat, like we like to call him and be like, open the door or I'm going to throw rocks in your window. I'm not going to finish the rest of that because this is this is a this is a family show. But um we're on PBS. <laughs> <laughs> Public broadcasting here, okay? We cannot be on the same channel as Arthur and be cursing. Um RIP Arthur. Um but uh but no, like I think the best moment of it all is when like Ralph, who like very clearly obviously has been like made fun of a big chunk of his life and stuff like that. Like you could just get it from his character and stuff like that. He takes Judy and there's they're, they're just like, yeah, take him, take her home to her mom. And Judy's like, man, are you single? My mom's really pretty. Like, let's make this happen. So we have to wonder, like, did Ralph, you know, when he got Judy home, like, you know, was that her new stepdad? They like, were going to make a sequel with that and they were going to get like sent um, Hillary and Gabriel as dolls or something like that. Yeah. Cause they all get turned. The people who get murdered, get turned into dolls. Right. That would have been a cool sequel. I wish they kind of would have done that. I really, no, I really wish they would have done that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like the other cool thing about it is like they invite um, root, they invite Ralph and Judy back, like whatever they want to come back. So my question is like, what if Judy comes back like years later and like when she's like a preteen? Oh God, don't like, come what, back. <laughs> like, what does that look like? Has she lost the magic? Like, is she going to fall prey to the dolls or is she going to like help into that? Like, does that secret get exposed that her dad like got turned into a doll? Like, how does that set up? Does Ralph come in and like save Judy? Like what happens? Like that would have been cool. <clears throat> we need a sequel. Unfortunately, I don't think that's ever going to happen, but no, a lot of people have passed away. Yeah. Yeah. Which I mean, makes sense because the movie is from 1987 and it's it been really, some time. Yeah. It's really a capsule of its time. So I mean, you just don't get to see. That's kind of one of those lightning in a bottle kind of moments where it's just like, you know, obviously it did abysmal when it came out. Um, but over the years has gained notoriety. Like um, I've seen a lot of people like justice for dolls and stuff like that. It's like, definitely a hidden out. gem. Yeah, I mean, especially with like, I know Screen Factory having like the re-release of it and, you know, um, figurines even. I've seen people like make unlicensed merch of it. Um, it's just going to keep building. I think it's one of those things, the same thing like Killer Clowns, where it's just going to keep evolving after such a long period of time. And I do hope that at one point they do revisit it. It that would, would be cool. 
it would be cool to at least even see like a reimagining. I'm not saying a see, I'm not saying a remake, people. I'm not saying a remake, a reimagining. Right. It would be so hard to like do a, a justice of a remake because they put so much love and care into like the stop motion animation. It's just like if you look back on the time, it's just so flawlessly done. It's so impressive because we just there wasn't the technology back then. And stop motion wasn't as widely used. I mean, only when Tim Burton really started like using it with Nightmare Before Christmas and like the stuff that he was doing, like when he first had the ideas for Frankenweenie and he did that and then he did Nightmare Before Christmas and stuff like that. Like that's, you started seeing more stuff with that, but like um, stop motion obviously has not gotten as much credit as it deserves. It's a um, lot of work. <laughs> yeah. And especially in this case with like as many dolls, like there's at least like a couple hundred dolls in each scene. So it's very interesting just to think about how like meticulous that had to be to like go in and like fix each one and try to figure it out and like copy and a lot of the special effects like <coughs> I'm dying um if you I'm, okay yeah uh flu a people that is not <laughs> I I swear it's not COVID okay uh but flu a is going around and everyone please be safe but um dolls I mean like why is it your favorite it's very nostalgic it just takes me back to my childhood it, it was always a good feeling watching this movie I was freaked out of doll uh, freaked out by dolls I can't speak but it was such a comforting movie for me ever since I was like very young yeah Damn I just it, think you can, you could show it to basically anyone if someone can't handle like blood then probably not but I feel like it's one of those movies you could show to a range of people and they could appreciate it yeah um I mean I know we both um recommended it to Zane and I think Zane could definitely handle it and Zane's not a big like he's more supernatural like witchy vibe kind of you know and but that but that, that is hit. the movie <laughs> right um Dolls is nostalgic for me because of us like I just remember having sleepovers and me being like let's watch Dolls and I'm like, oh, do we really have to watch this movie? Um, but I just remember loving it after such a time. And I remember even like periods of time where we wouldn't like, it's not that we weren't friends, but that we wouldn't see each other and stuff. And I would see it on or I'd see like something about it. And I'd be like, oh my gosh, Brittany. Aww. So um to me it's just like that and also too I just feel like it does you know it does make you think about like the choices you make um and how that comes back to um bite you in the behind um especially as a parent like I'm, I'm gonna be honest after watching dolls I feel so much better about being a parent I am hard on myself as being a parent but after watching that movie I'm like I am doing fantastic like, I may have room for improvement, but these people are awful. They really are. They're just very miserable, and they it, they put that on her as well, and it wasn't fair. And I think another important, like, message, I suppose, for the, from the movie is, like, still having that childlikeness 
you know, don't lose that. Look at like the way children look at the world is it's beautiful. And we kind of lose that as we get older. It's like the polar express of the horror world, kind of. You know what I mean? Like the polar yeah. express, you know, if you just believe. Um, I'm gonna be honest, I ball like a baby when it comes to the polar express. Every time I hear that song Believe by Josh Groban, like instant tears. I don't know what's wrong with me. Like I just I just can't handle it. But it is kind of that vibe, most definitely. Um especially like in the context of it, like (coughs) how you were saying, um, you know, with the not losing the childlike quality, you know, you see how this girl views everything, even with her dad being as horrible as he is and having to deal with her stepmom. And she's still this pure, innocent little girl. And um, it's really kind of retaining who you are even with all the trauma going on around you. For sure. (laughs) If I die, it's on brand. Are you okay? Just bury me in a pink glittery coffin. (laughs) Well, yeah. We'll bejewel it. Yeah, put a a copy of Dolls in there with me. It'll, It'll make sense. It'll only make sense to you and I, but... We'll put like a little doll version of you in there with some cat ears. Yeah. I mean this today I'm in panda ears, but you know, if you, if anyone on the internet finds like different versions, like beyond panda ears or cat ears, let me know. I am all about diversifying. So there's rabbit ones I saw on Amazon. I just heard my wallet screaming. Um, but, um, but yeah, so it, let us know what you want us to deep dive next. Um, there are a bunch of movies that I could definitely think about. The one I had a thought about most recently, and I would love to hear everyone's feedback about, um, because I don't feel like it gets enough justice as a horror movie. Um, but it's also a deeply personal movie. Um, I definitely would love for our next deep dive to be about the crow. Oh yeah. I do feel like there are lasting effects in the horror realm from the crow. And um, the crow is such a beautiful story to begin with. And um, it, I feel like a lot of people don't talk about it because of how tragically it ended, um, which is a shame because the whole reason they finished that movie was for Brandon Lee. And I feel like that's his lasting legacy. And I, I hate that people don't talk about it as much because of the tragedy that happened. Now, obviously not overshadowing that tragedy because it's horrible and terrible. And he gave his life, you know, in pursuit of that movie. But um, I just think it's beautiful. And it's something definitely that needs to be talked in the horror world. So please let us know what you think and what other movies you want to hear us talk about because um, we like to sit back and watch things and talk about them. That's what we do. That's what we do. This is yeah. how we do. This is how we do it. Um, that was horrible. Um, I'm sorry. If they're still here from the earlier singing, they don't mind. Yeah, they, they got over it. They were like, at least she was kind of on, on pitch in this one. Um, other than my cat, obviously knocking his way through here. So if you heard that, like, 
I don't know, man. That cat, if there's a will, there's a way. Um, the but... bells are tolling. <laughs> <laughs> Hell's bells. Um, right now, he's on an easy bake coven rug. So I'm pretty sure he's trying to dial up Satan and Satan's not answering. Um, but please go watch Dolls. It's on Tubi. It's definitely worth a watch if you get a chance to watch it and you haven't seen it at this point. Um, sound off. Let us know what you think. Um, definitely pop in with us on Twitch. Um, Brittany can tell you more about that because I, um, I'm going to be learning all about this. Our link is in our bios everywhere, I think, maybe. Yeah, we're blasted everywhere. So everywhere. I started blasting. Yeah, you can even ask Alexa. If your Alexa is hooked up to your Spotify, you could say, Alexa, play the Horrorcraft podcast. Which she's like, nope, not today, yeah. Satan. My Alexa doesn't care about me, so it's okay. But if you have a working Alexa, that should work. Um, my Alexa is just possessed by the devil, which is on brand. Um, but yeah, check us out. We have a lot of big things coming and, um, let us know how you feel about us. And, uh, one thing to add though, like you could definitely show dolls to, like I said earlier, anyone you could like, you know, bond with your kids. Okay. I don't know. I can't tell people to watch movies with their kids that are horror, but watch definitely it with your grandma. watch it with your grandma. She was like, I had dolls back in my day like this. <laughs> watch it with your grandma. Watch it with your demon possessed cat. Watch it with your sleepy fiance. I mean, I'm sure. Demon neighbors. Oh. Huh? The demon neighbors. Oh, yeah. Um, my neighbors are wonderful. Uh, but if I show them the dolls, the movie, like when the kids go to sleep, they'd be like, uh, we're going to move tomorrow. Um, um, no, our, my neighbors would probably be like, oh, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, yeah, cool. Um but I mean, you could definitely watch it with your cat. I'm an advocate, you know, if your cat is a hell cat who likes to watch scary movies. I mean, I know baby, he liked it. I mean, he didn't like it as much as Leatherface. I don't know why him Leatherface or BFFs, but you know, he thought it was a good time. So watch it with your cat. If you have multiple cats, just line them up in a line, watch it with them. You know, have to do watch that. it with your doll. Don't watch it with your doll. No, Cassandra, don't. <laughs> I mean, um, you know, Janet was in the room when I was watching it. So she might have thought it was a good time. We're going to die now. What have you done? <laughs> so she's going to pop into this and be like, it's me, Janet. I'm here to ruin your life. Um, she already did that. Yeah, she already haunted our dreams, but yeah just watch watch it and if you do watch it for the first time after you've listened to this podcast sound off um leave us a comment let us know what you thought of it and it's okay if you don't like it these are our opinions it's our podcast we could say what we want yeah um, <laughs> that was defensive yeah, if you don't like it that's okay <laughs> you're allowed to not like certain things uh, but we love it and we hope you enjoy it as much as we do. Um, but until next time, this is a very, um, still cold driven Cassandra and Brittany.
something something (laughs) (laughs) it's britney bitch pretty much (laughs) but um we're back we're better than ever and we can't wait to see you until the next episode so until then stay spooky bye Bye. (laughs) Thank <laughs> you.